Okay, hi everybody. The podcast is on purpose, and we are your hosts. I am Dr. John Duffy, and with me is the smiling and <laughs> come up with an adjective. Heidi, Heidi Stevens, what's going on? Uh, over no, there? I'm not nervous. I was just, uh, you know, coming off the sound check, and all right, yeah, smiling, yeah. smiling as I did so. Got it. Got yeah. it. Nothing uh, to be nervous about. No, right? of course not. Yeah, right? I mean, this is going swimmingly. It's a beautiful day outside. It's perfect. Second day of school for my kids. They're doing great so far. Which is yeah, feeling good. I feel like you're you're over the hump already. Already, right? Yeah. You get past that first day. My son and I did the L bus, L bus crazy combo from you know one neighborhood to the next it all went well yeah, i think that i love that bit about like being a city kid and knowing like all these lines and stuff and like what what time and you got to get on the thing and moving nice and easy and i love picturing will like just moving from one mode of transportation to the next on his way to school there's like a hundred life lessons in public transportation i feel like for kids for sure you know right like you're not you have to surrender a little bit of <laughs> Control for and sure, wait, right. wait for someone else's, you know, schedule to line up with yours. You can't sort of demand something and then there it is for you. Right. You've got to, you know, move out of people's way. You've got to take your backpack off and put it at your feet, even though that's a pain in the neck. Like there's just all sorts of little you see, you know, all different sorts of people right. and what kind of life they have versus what kind of life you have. You get a little bit of a reminder of your privilege in some ways. It's just, yeah, it's a good way to start and end a day, I think. Plus, it, you have a built-in walk. Like, we have a built-in walk to the L. Oh, so right. we're, you know, we're sitting there talking because yeah. we're walking instead of he's in the back seat, I'm in the front seat, the radio's on, or he's looking at a phone or, you know. Oh, so that is parental, like, money in the bank right there, it right? It totally yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing like a walk, right. I, I find, A walk and you guys are commuting together. Yep. And yeah, yeah, there's a lot of time to like just talk or even if you don't, like you're experiencing the thing. Yeah. 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 Moving and this, through the city together. Right. Yeah. And this morning's talk, um, we don't have to stand this for very long, but I I did have a little moment of like, oh, it's such a good point. He was talking about his favorite teacher so far, and he's one day into school, but <laughs> favorite teacher so far is a social studies teacher. And the reasons are that he looks like this one character from a Marvel movie, and I can't remember which one, but he he showed me a picture, and so I'll see at teacher conferences how accurate that comparison is. But anyway, looks like this guy from a Marvel movie, and... Um, the posters in his classroom are the coolest. Like the other teachers have like a bunch of educational posters, but his social studies teacher has educational posters plus cool posters like the bears and one from the Cubs, which is a big deal because Will's school is on the South side. So you don't always meet a lot of Cubs fans. So like he's feeling this kinship with the social studies teacher already. And I just thought there was a, I would never even pretend to tell teachers how to do their jobs because I don't know how to do a teacher's job and they've studied it and researched it and all that stuff. But I do think there's something in there just for adults about like if you're trying to get through to a kid, you know, sometimes just like something fun, right? Or something unexpected, Yep. right? Like put up a Bears poster instead of another poster about the history of, you know, the... Venezuela, or you know, whatever it is the, you're teaching, or exactly. whatever, right, right, right. Yeah, so, something interesting about you. Yeah, I noticed this about ten years ago. I took guitar lessons, and um, I just because sometimes somebody would cancel or somebody would be running late, I thought, well, I'll keep a guitar in the office. I cannot tell you the degree to which that changed what kid, kids would ask about. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, so you play guitar, like you know, like what music do you, what do you listen to? What's your deal? And suddenly you've got this whole 
thread of a right. conversation going that you never would have had otherwise. Yeah, you know? and you're more human than you yeah. might have been, yeah. at, especially at the beginning, I bet, when kids are new to you. Well, if you think about, like, classrooms are different. They're very dynamic. Therapists' offices are, 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 tend to be pretty staid. Like, yeah. you know, here's a picture of a waterfall. Right. right? You know, there's peace <laughs> and serenity. And, yeah. And then, you know, so to have something interesting and personal, yeah. um, which is what we're taught not to do in graduate school. Oh, now interesting. I've, and I've got pictures of Julie and George up and, yeah. you know, like Springsteen. And I've just decided, you know what, if you got a question about me, you're here, you're, you're, um, you're having a hard time with something. You can ask me. We, yeah. we, we can talk about that. And I that like might, that. Th- you know, that then then we're both in on it. You yep. know what I mean? Then we're together and I'm not like on high, you know, in some yeah. way. You know what I mean? Like we're both humans trying to figure something out. Yep. Together. I like that. Yeah. That makes so much more sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. So, yeah, the social studies teacher is popular for the posters. And then it reminded me of another time I was driving June and uh, neighbor home um, after they started the sex ed unit in health. And... Um, they were laughing because their gym teacher, who was tasked with teaching sex ed, um, wore like Dockers that day to teach <laughs> sex ed instead of like his, you know, athleisure, like <laughs> whatever gym teacher pants he usually wore. Right. And they were like, oh, my God, it was so funny to see him in business pants. And so <laughs> all they kept talking about the whole ride was his business pants. And I thought... Okay, here's another funny little lesson about, like, how we do these, like, awkward things when we're about to talk about something important or something that we're uncomfortable with. Right. Like, okay, I'm going to put on Dockers because that seems more, you know, whatever, official or yes. authoritative. Um, and it's like, <laughs> I mean, they it tripped them up. And right. I was like, okay, I have to remember this. Like, the more you can just kind of, like, be yourself, like, do the thing you always do. Yes, right, When right, you're going right. to talk to them about sex or vaping or whatever yeah the better because otherwise they're going to be like why is he in dockers it's all i can think about <laughs> it's so that is so funny and it is important like to put yourself in kids shoes when you're addressing them and i give teachers so much credit oh because, my god you know so much what, right around now just like you're hearing like you know will's favorite teacher is a social studies teacher kids what matters to kids is do I have a couple of friends in this classroom? Mm-hmm. Which I don't remember thinking that much about. Like, you know, but but right now that matters. Like, yeah. you know, okay, this kid and this kid, I like this kid, we're good. Yeah. You know? Got my support um, system. Yeah. Yeah. And and even if it's a subject you're not much for and kids are taught, you know, one kind of um, thorn in my side is kids are taught what they're not good at at way mm-hmm. too early in age. But even a kid who's not a math kid, uh, according to mom and dad and everybody else, can go into the math class. And the math teacher's cool and fun and, you know, bring something interesting to it and maybe not Dockers or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that becomes like, that can be their favorite. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that can sway them into like, I think I might like this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yes. Maybe I am a math kid. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, um, and a lot of teachers now, I hear more and more go off book, like, you know, kind of mm. like, you know, uh, history teachers kind of citing something from Hamilton and, you know, yeah. what I mean? like, let's let's watch a scene from this and we'll put it into this into some different context that makes a little more sense for you guys. Yeah. Than trying to go back 260 years and piece it together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I got to believe the 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 North Star for a teacher is to get a kid to actually enjoy learning. Right. Yep. And think that like. It's fun to gain knowledge. So right. if you can find new ways to get them thinking that way, yeah, that's got to be gold, right? For sure. And I and I'm working uh, oddly enough with a couple of teachers 
now, just on what they're going through in their lives. And you hear about how nerve-wracking it is to mm-hmm. get in front of mm-hmm. these kids, a couple of young teachers sure. in particular. Sure. And, you know, and you, you're being evaluated regularly, so some the principal can just stop into your classroom yeah. while you're teaching, you know, like nine-year-olds or 15-year-olds, which you're trying to herd cats and keep everything calm and, you know, control some chaos and yeah. teach something. And your boss is watching. Yeah. You know, like there's an uh, there. It, that's a tough job, man. Very. Yeah. Oh, I think it's one of the toughest. So do I. Yeah. It's way up there. Yep. So, um, so you wrote a piece recently about, um, about like things about the like portals and the tracking devices that we have for our kids, and that these can probably be useful tools. Parents are encouraged to use these tools, mm-hmm. even if. A grade drops below 90. Mm-hmm. Did I catch that right? Yep. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was in a back to school meeting for June's school last year, and this is an accelerated program. And so you've got, you know, the teachers are, you know, I, I think probably tailoring their message, knowing that the group of parents might be a little high strung. <laughs> <laughs> um, Apparently, yeah. Um, but also knowing that, like, this is one of those programs where if kids fall behind, like, it's easy to sort of spiral out of control because sure. it's a pretty challenging program. Okay, all that said, still, this message stopped me in my tracks. It was about how we should be checking the parent portal every other day to make sure our kids aren't missing any assignments in any of their subjects. And we can, if we'd like, have an alert set so that we get a a ping on our phone if our kids' grades drop below a certain percentage point right. in any subject on any given day. So not even like reports or report cards are coming out and your kids got a C or you right. know this is like you just your average Tuesday, you know, an assignment went missing and so now your kids' grade is this. Um and she said, you know, some parents want to set it as high as, you know, 97, 98. I recommend more like get an alert when it reaches the low 90s. And I was like, where am I? What just happened? I, so that was just one of my examples. But, yeah, the piece was about this idea that, like, we really do have all of these ways of monitoring our kids pretty much constantly to the point where like you can have an app on your phone that will tell you how fast your child is driving in yep. a car that you're not in yep. with Absolutely. them right like right. my kid can be in lagrange well my kids can't drive but you know jo- eventually or george could be in evanston yep. and break the speed limit and it could show up on your phone for sure in lagrange right and i could literally watch him Speeding. move around right. I, right yeah i could see it yeah. yeah yeah and you know we can track their location, obviously, on their phone, and we can, you know, check how many assignments they're missing. How and, much time they spend on social media, what social media. We can track it. everything, right? All we can track it. their days. Right. Yeah, and they, they know this. Sure. Of course they know this. And they should. I mean, I don't at all advocate, oh, secret, like, right? sneaking <laughs> around and tracking your kid. I think it should be a conversation if you're doing it. Um, and I'm and I'm doing some of it. Um, you know, I absolutely have find my friends on my phone and I make sure, you know, June takes a CTA to school. So I, you know, she leaves my house in the morning and I want to make sure she got to school. So for sure. an hour later, I check, find my friends. I see that she's in her school building. I'm fine. What a great um, handy thing, right? I have, find my friends is a really cool 
feature totally. most of the time. Totally. Yeah. So I'm not, none of this is anti-parent. This is, I, I don't blame any parents for doing any of this. It's an incredibly anxiety inducing time to raise Definitely. kids. I don't, I'm not, this is not a screed against, you know, modern parenting at all. This is just my observation is that we have all of these tools. Kids know we have and use all of these tools. My fear is that one result of all of that is that kids kind of have a sense that someone's always watching and someone will, at a moment's notice, swoop in and rescue them from a bad decision or punish them for a bad decision. Or... But there's a false bottom nonetheless, right? You know, nothing can go that wrong. Mom or dad or somebody's probably seeing what's going on, where I am, whether I'm speeding, whether right. my grades have dropped. So they'll catch me if I'm falling. And you're sort of, I wonder, as a kid, if you're sort of making decisions based on, like, am I going to get caught? Or, you know, is who, who's going to have to rescue me? Or, right. you know, sort of those decisions rather than, like, how does that make me feel when I do X, Y, or Z? Like, how did it feel to blow off that assignment yeah. and have to, like, look my teacher in the eye and say I didn't do it? Or how did it feel to get it back and have an F on it? Right. Or how did it feel to turn it in and ace it? Yep. You know, or how did it feel to drive over the speed limit and get pulled over by a cop? Or how did it yeah. feel to drive over the speed limit and, and have the passenger go like, I'm scared, slow down? Or so all of these things that I think kids need to experience so that they feel what it's like to break the rules or let someone down or betray someone's trust, right? Or, yeah. or, or do joyful you know, wonderful, fulfilling things, too. I worry that all of uh, uh, an unintended consequence of the way we're monitoring and raising our kids and, you know, swooping in to rescue them and swooping in to punish them and swooping in to tell them to stop what they're doing in the moment before it goes bad. Right. I worry that we're robbing them of the ability to just sort of pause and gut check like oh yeah. how i feel kind of sick that i said that to him yep. you know like oh you know the regret and then you know what what should i do you what know should what i, mean? I Maybe do that working it through with friends like you know okay how do i make this better you know right yeah right and you know i didn't talk about this in the column but um a few weeks ago will had a couple friends over and he and his his two friends weren't being that nice to this third friend and i was overhearing it, you know, when they were playing in the basement and I was overhearing it when they were in the living room doing Xbox and I, I and I was overhearing it repeatedly and I pulled Will aside three separate times. I was like, but I don't like the way you guys are talking to, you know, this one boy. Yeah. Um, and he's like, no, we're fine. I'm like, you're not. You're not fine. I, I need you to come up with a better way to talk to him. It sounds hurtful. Um, and Finally, after the third time, I was like, I'm like, I don't, this isn't sinking in, bud. You're not, you're not, you're just, you're standing here and then you're going back and doing the exact same thing. Like, it's not sinking in. Right. And he was kind of staring at me like, yeah, okay, I got to get back, you know, I got to get back to the guys. Like, it just wasn't sinking in. Yep. So after the friends left the next day, we had a long talk about it. And um, I was like, you know, I... I pulled you aside. I gave you a bunch of chances to fix how you were treating him. And you kept going back and mistreating him. And, you know, I just I want to talk about why, like why, you know, this wasn't a case of like, I didn't I didn't know that that sounded hurtful. Like you I was telling you. Times, right. right. Yeah. And um, 
like, we got to talk about why that didn't kick in. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. And um, I was like, do you can you like pause and just sit here for a second and feel what it feels like in your tummy when you have hurt someone's feelings like a friend too mm-hmm. when you've hurt a friend's feelings with like stuff you said and he burst into tears wow and then it all came out and then it became you know a useful conversation that we could do something with but um i really don't think until he had the little like tummy moment I don't think it hit him that and it was wrong to mistreat a friend. Right. I think it was like, oh, can you shut up so I can get back to these kids? Right. You know, like I don't there wasn't any connection between what I was saying and what he was doing and how he was feeling. Yes. And right. once that connection was made, like, oh, I feel gross about this. Right. He started sobbing. He felt terrible. So in a way, when those initial talks on reflection, do you feel like he was kind of like, Mom, don't ask me that. That makes me, I don't, I don't really like the way that feels. I want to just let me get back. I think maybe that, or maybe he just wasn't feeling anything other than in a hurry to get back. I mean, I don't regret pausing him from the play because I I, I just, that's, you know, I got to be on the record as not being okay with a kid being mistreated in, sure. in my house. I yeah. mean, that just, I'm, <laughs> I can't be like, well, it's not going to sink in right now. So I'll wait and address it tomorrow. Like both. We're right. going to do both. I'm going to call you on it in the moment yep. and we're going to talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it was, I, I don't think that in the moment was effective in having him understand what was wrong with mistreating his friend. Yep. Yep. I I think it was more like, okay, I'm getting in trouble. Fine. I'll stop. And then, you know, a half an hour would pass and be like, okay, I'm back to the teasing. You know, it was just, it was silly stuff. They were teasing him about, you know, movies they had seen that he hadn't or like how fast he could throw a ball versus that. It was silly stuff, but it wasn't okay. It's not okay. It's not how we treat friends. Right. You know, you're not like trying to make yourself big by making them small. I don't, have any appetite for that stuff. But you wanted him to also make that connection between like, well, how does it make you feel to make him feel that way? Yeah. Right? To act that way. Right. And he eventually made that connection. Right. But it's harder. I think part of your point is it's harder for kids to make those connections because we're intervening. And exactly. not to blame anybody, but exactly. we're doing that. We're Right. And and you you did target something that I have missed in my thinking and talking about this with families and, and, and in writing and stuff. And part of it is I always thought my problem with all of the monitoring was we're not allowing our kids emotional self-regulation. In mm-hmm. other words, you know, we're doing that for them somehow. But the idea of just being in touch with how you feel in a moment and allowing that moment to just happen. Yeah. You know, too often that moment just doesn't happen because – you, you're getting the ping and right. then you're going to do something about it, right? And you might be the one writing a teacher if you're a lot of parents who are alleged on top of it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, it's a 90. That's We're slipping here. We wanted the 97. I'm going to get in touch with the teacher instead of like, I always like the idea of just, you know, I don't, the, the portals I really struggle with. I like the idea of just like talking to your kids at night and saying, how are things going? You yeah. know, like, you know, um, how do you feel about how chemistry is going? Yeah. Oh, I'm having a hard time. You know, like, and I love the idea of kids having permission to say, it's not going perfectly. I'm, I'm having a honest. hard time. Yeah, this is not going well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm struggling. And then you can kind of brainstorm with them. Right. But just being able to say, this isn't great. 
You know, I think we're taking sometimes kids' ability to do that away. One yeah. thing, one thing that really bothers Julie is a lot of kids in our town are heading off to college, mm-hmm. and the, the expectation we're laying on them is this is going to be the best time of your life. So the so the are, are, so are you super excited? Yeah, you know, and, and so it's laid out there like. You better be because right. that's what this is about. Right. And don't tell us you're nervous and don't, you know, when you're there, yeah. even though college can be horribly depressing at times, you yep. know, and really scary and, and overwhelming and lonely. Yeah. But just when you, when we FaceTime, make sure you tell us everything's great, yep. you know, and you're having a great time yeah. and you're killing it. You yeah. Know? This is breaking us. Like yes. we took a second mortgage out in the house. Right. So right. yeah, go have fun. And it would break us emotionally also right. to hear you're having a hard time. Right. You know, like there's yeah. all sorts of messages where kids are like, okay, maybe I shouldn't feel anything. I need to steal myself from that because right. that's going to, there, there's no good result of that. Right. You know, whereas I think we, as we were talking before we started, we talked about some of our own stories and it's like, oh, sometimes the only good things come in life or the, or the most genuine, authentic moments come in life when you're in touch with how you feel, yep. whether that's good, bad, or indifferent. Right. And sometimes it is not so great. Right. You know, and that's when you get that gut that tells you, mm, got to do something different, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrifying. It can be terrifying yeah. to suddenly get in touch with what you're actually feeling yep. about any given situation, right? It could be your career. It can be your marriage. When you, when you, tune in rather than like finding new ways to distract yourself it's terrifying especially if you decide you have to do something about it definitely it's it's one thing i like about um i my my career is a, a bizarre privilege i didn't really choose i kind of stumbled into it in a way and to sit with kids um in the moment when they are when there is no phone and there is and and really it's about like how do you feel? You know, like this is a sanctuary. You can tell me anything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, you don't have to feel good, mm-hmm. you know, um, but you can. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I whatever you have to say is going to be fine here. Yeah. But you can really think about where that gut brings you um, and to watch kids kind of like pause and think about that and really like dig down. They're they're pretty deft at it when given the opportunity. Yeah. But I worry about kids who now never get the opportunity. Right. Because we unwittingly rob them of that. Yeah. So I think you've nailed something there that we have to be conscious of. Not that we need to put all this monitoring away. Yeah. But maybe some of it. Right. Yeah. Maybe some of it. And also like the way I wrote the column, I tried to direct it at kids, which was a little bit of just a device. I mean, obviously the majority of people who read it are not going to be the kid. They're going to be the parents and maybe parents will pass it on to their kids. But, but the, but I thought the, it was a little modeling too. I think you, I think you snuck some modeling in there of like you know you could talk to your kid. Like yeah, that. <laughs> a little bit. Um, but the one thing I wanted to, the one point I was hoping to make is that like, in spite of what your parents are are doing or not doing, you can find little ways to do this right. So like, you know, try to practice like right after you've left the lunchroom or right after you've handed in an assignment or or forgotten to hand in an assignment or right after you've hit post on Instagram, like take a second, just take a second and, and think about how you feel. Like what's your, what's happening in your tummy? Not, you know, to talk like I was talking to a nine-year-old boy, but um, just take a second because you can do that. Yep. No matter what your parents are doing, whether they've got like every tracking app on you or not. 
Right. Um, whether they're on Parent Portal every day or not. Like you, nobody can stop you from pausing and listening to your to your body and your to mind, your bo- right? exactly. Yeah, telling you like how you feel, and that's probably a better guide than any of the rest of this stuff, right? Yeah. Like, you know, uh, it feels kind of gross the way I talk to that kid. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I've had those moments. I get together with a friend, and afterwards I feel like, ugh, I feel a little weird about yep. that thing I said to her or that thing we both said about this other person. You know, like you do. You feel stuff if you pause and let yourself. And so that was that was something I was hoping, you know, I could say directly to kids. And, and of course, we can start doing this at any age, right? If we're not doing it. Yes. I mean, I work with a lot of adults who are not very well practiced in thinking about how they feel. Um, and so they end up in these corners where that never becomes part of their language. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's a really rich part of life, right? Mm-hmm. Our own, our own feelings, re- regardless of what they are. Um, not long ago, I'm going to be a little cryptic here. I worked with a couple and, um, and uh, she was really trying to get him to talk about how he feels. And he had had something tragic happen in his life, a, mm. a loss not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And eventually she started crying. He started crying and he fought it. Like, you know, mm. like, like, I'm so sorry. Apologizing. Yeah. Apologizing for, for being upset. And, um, and she's like, I finally feel like you're with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right now, this is the first time in months I feel like we're in the same room. Yeah. You know? And um, part of the connection is like, how, how do you feel? Like, I, let me into that part of your world. Right. Bit, it doesn't have to be fun feelings. It no. doesn't have to be joyful, comfortable feelings. Just a feeling. Kids kids say to me a lot, um, well, who wants to be around somebody who's like down and depressed? Mm-hmm. And my answer usually is, well, you, my initial answer, if I'm being really honest, mm-hmm. is, Oh, I do. Because yeah. I, <laughs> I always think there's a richness to that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's oh, authentic. I hear, right. It's real and it's authentic. And yeah. there's probably dimension to it that isn't just that. But yeah. you know what I mean? So there's probably, if you just label yourself and paint yourself that, like I'm a depressive person because I take SSRIs or something, you know, yeah, you're way more than that. But yeah. if you never get in touch with that, then you can just own the label and live by the label and I'm depressive and, you know, feel just flat all the time. Yeah. So your life isn't very dynamic. Yeah. Right? You know, if you don't if you don't get in touch with the good or the bad and things are just steady, that's not a very interesting life. Right. You know. So is that your answer to yeah. them? Yeah. 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 It's like and my answer to them is always no matter who I'm working with. I want to know how you feel. Yeah. I want you to know how you feel. Yep. Yeah. More more often than not. Yeah. 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 And I, I like your idea of like, just take a moment. Right. And, and gut check. It'll come. You know? Yeah. Well, I also think that we can get in this habit of um, sort of throwing our hands up like, well, this is the world we live in now. Right. So like, um, it's too bad that this new fixed state is kids can't check their guts anymore because right. we have all these monitoring systems. It's like, no, 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 we can, you know, we can have both. Yeah. Um, please. Yeah. yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's go for both. Yeah. Um, but I think we think that too, like, well, now that social media is invented, the world is this way. Or now that there are school shootings, the world is this way. It's like, okay, yeah, the world is this way. And yet we don't have to surrender our entire value system, right? right? Or our desire to have things still be emotionally rich and yeah, right. Our humanity, like, right? And yeah. That we can own that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where probably most of our truth comes from is somewhere deep inside, right? You know, and, and to be able to tap that, that that is 
to me, that that is one of the most valuable skills we have as human beings. Mm-hmm. And I do think we are slowly teaching ourselves to disengage from it. Yeah. There's a, um, I'm so reluctant to bring this up. I, 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 there's a bit. Well, now you have to because I'm dying to know what it is. <laughs> right, right, right. Now I will. So it's a Louis C.K. bit. Okay. But this is. I, I, I so I make, okay. I make no okay. apologies for Louis C.K. But there was this wisdom in this one bit where he said he was driving and alone in his car and masturbating. Um, no, that, that, sorry. <laughs> sorry, totally fair. <laughs> Only does that when there are fair. women around who don't want to watch it. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, he uh, has good stuff to say. Okay, right, right. I'll shut up. So th- this. <laughs> No, that <laughs> He's was just also a pig, that, but yeah. I, somebody had to say it, right? We have right, maybe that's important to say. But he was talking about and I'm so mad at him, by the way, you I know, know, for being such an asshole because he did have good stuff to it's say. It's the people who have good stuff to say oh that you're the most God. mad at. Because you know, like, you're like, what are you doing on. with your gift, you yeah. idiot? You're, yeah, you, you bring it and now we find out this about you. Exactly. What is wrong with you? I know. Right? Exactly. And don't just tell us you did it. Say something, you know, like Please make some kind of amends or say something. His apology changed the culture so weak, pathetic, and like throw me a parade. I apologize. Anyway, okay. Yes, yes, yes. So he's driving alone in his car. So so he's driving alone in his car, and um, this isn't just because it was Springsteen, but (laughs) "Jungle Land" by Springsteen, which is a very sad song at times, comes on. It's very emotional, and he said, "So I found myself feeling something." So I'm like, oh, I better reach my phone. I better, I'm going to call Jim. I'm going to call somebody. I better call somebody right now. Um, and then he said, you know what I did? I just pulled over and I let myself like feel whatever it felt like. And I cried a little bit. And, you know, that was the right thing to do. That was feeling in humanity. And clearly he didn't get everything he needed. Right. <laughs> Baby steps. <laughs> Hopefully you're working on that. Right. Louis out there Louis. somewhere. Um, but I, I always thought that was a really profound story. The, the fight, you know what yes. I mean? So, and the ease with which we like, you know, the phone is such an easy place to go. Like, yep. and there, I think we do have these moments in the course of the day where it's like, Ooh, I'm feeling something. I yep. don't know. I'm not sure. I'm I don't like be it. Down with this. Yeah, <laughs> like, I better check Twitter. Yep, yep. Yeah, and it'll take me right out of it. Yeah, I will. I'll feel. Maybe I'll get just angry. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I think kids have that exact same reflex for sure. Prob- probably more so because it was born into them to some extent, right? right. I mean, you know, um, one thing I find myself repeating to parents all the time, you know, because they're like so angry at their kids for having that default is, well, that. They didn't come up with that. Like right. this is this is they were, you know, we handed these things to them. You yep. know, like so we can't really be that angry that they've got the really cool thing in their hand, you right. know. Um but to model, I think this is another thing that sometimes we miss as parents is that idea of modeling the um the whole feeling thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't think we talk about ours very often. I think um some of the parents I work with are kinda like, you know, no, that we don't wanna be overly emotional with our kids, which probably means we don't want to hyper parent or show anger or something mm-hmm. like that. I get that. But to say, you know, like, um, you know, I'm having a hard day because, mm-hmm. you know, my friend is sick, you know, like yeah. the, the, to show that you're humanity and talk about like why you feel the way you do or why you're on edge or something like that. Yep. Kids respond to that. stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like kids feel stuff deeply. We just have to give them access to the well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay for them to see you as fully human with a inner self, right? And yeah. then it also gives them permission to have that too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty it's pretty important, I think. Yeah, I yeah. think it is too. It could be scary because I think, you know, some parents worry their kids are gonna 
exploited or whatever, see it as a weakness or I don't know. I don't really have that, but I, I guess I can, you know, empathize with parents who worry, you know, that they have to, they'll, they'll lose some sort of authority, I guess, if right. they're not, you know, sort of like the never let them see you sweat yes. model of parenting, I yeah, guess. Authority or credibility <laughs> yeah, or something like that. Right. Yeah. But that's, um, I don't, I'm so far from having that, that <laughs> I'm actually struggling to imagine it, but um, I would imagine we're both in that camp. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're both. My kids are like, she's usually sweating and crying in a mess, but, um, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm pretty happy around my kids almost all the time, but, but they have seen every single emotion on the entire emotional range come sure. out of me. And I don't think, I don't think it scares them. We just talk it through. I think if um, you talk it through. Then it's not scary to them. And, yeah. then, and it does give them license to tap into their own. But it, it does take practice for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, th- I think I press people to read. Um, it's a 25-year-old book. It feels outdated. It's, it's, it's a little drab. But Emotional Intelligence by Goleman, yeah. it, it kind of walks you through like why it matters yeah. to know how you feel yep. in any given moment. You I like know? that. And then you can kind of take the the pulse of the room. Like I'm picturing Will and his friends and you, know, and you gave him this cue. So next time he's in the room with his buddies, he might just take a moment, do a gut check and, and almost like – that's not cool. Let's not do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, or he might just gently change the subject to something else, right. you know, like easily because he'll recognize, mm, yeah, I remember that talk with mom. This doesn't feel very yeah, good. Yeah. That's know? my hope. That's yeah. my hope because, you know, and this is what we talked about too. Um, like I'm not, you know, I, I said, I'm not going to be in most rooms with you. Right. You know, I'm not going to be upstairs while you guys are in the basement exactly. during most of your friendship moments. Right. So like you got to learn how to treat your friends yeah. in a way that, you know, would make you feel good and your tummy would make your mom proud, even though I'm not going to be there listening most of the time. Right. Right. And that's another thing about parents is, you know, um, the all these regulators and all this um, uh, ability to track gives us, um, on the other side, on the parent side, this illusion of control. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I I work with teenagers and, you know, and we might think that there's some perfect systems out there for tracking them, but they're eight steps ahead of us. You know what I mean? Like, you know, a kid told me recently, he goes, my parents like it when I hang out with this one girl. So what I do is I go to her house and I put my phone in her car. Mm. (laughs) So they're tracking her uh-huh. car, and then I go do the bad thing. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, um, so you know, kids kids think this stuff. He he brings like Ziploc bags for uh-huh. the phone in case she drives somewhere that's uh-huh. wet. wet. I don't know. <laughs> she a convertible. She's driving through a car wash. I should have asked that question. Now that I think about it, the Ziploc was a little lost on me at the time. But the tactic yeah. tells me, like, you know, there um, are steps. He's you might taking. think you're tracking everything, but you're not track. You're not tracking who they are. Right. What they're doing and how they treat people, uh, and, and so it doesn't take that connection away. You you still need to talk to them, and right, how they treat people, right? You know, you still want to to talk to them about how they are in the world. That's this yeah. this isn't a substitute for anything, right? Even if you're using it and relying on it heavily, and imagine the conversations that can take place if you rely on it a little less, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot you can talk about, you know, mm-hmm. um, and there's an element of trust. Yeah. In there, you know, that, you know, like, okay, well, I, I don't know that you're going to be perfect out there. And I usually tell parents, like, hopefully not. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I remember my, my son, like me, 
towed the line mm-hmm. the whole way. And I remember telling George at like 16, like, dude, you know, if I got a call from the police, it wouldn't be the end of the world. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> you yeah. can get in a little trouble and that's okay. And he's yeah. like, all right. Like he played with that idea. I don't know if he ever pressed that line because yeah. we never really had that talk. But, you know, like I think sometimes it's good for kids to go step out a yep. little bit. You know what I mean? Step out of the lane, see what that feels mm-hmm. like. See what you know, literally, how, you know, check in with themselves like, yeah. ooh, you know, this is awesome or uh, this. I hate this I feeling. I step way back. Yeah. In, you know? Yep. But to be able to track themselves, it's huge. I agree. Yeah. Yep. I don't want to lose that piece of humanity. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I think we filled a half hour. We've definitely filled a half hour. Yeah. And uh, and this, I feel like we've kind of, uh, for the first time maybe, I think we've come <laughs> to something that feels like... Was this advice Did we give advice? Oh, man. I don't know if we gave advice. <laughs> we gave guidelines. I okay. think there's a guideline or two in there. <laughs> All right. I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> I don't know if I could summarize the guideline, but I, I'm sure as listeners, you guys, we trust right. that you can find your feelings on this. and Check and, your gut. Yeah. Yeah. And let us know what the guidelines are. Yes. Uh, we're listening. In the meantime, we'll talk to you next time. Have a great week.